You know, Clive, I must say, you know, after Chiefs' loss yesterday, I was dreading having this conversation with you this morning. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it just intensified that dread this morning after learning of uh, the death of Senzo Meiwa. And I know as a diehard Paganea, you must really be torn this morning. Hi, Sakina. It's a very, very sombre morning, unfortunately. And um, just to say that uh, my deepest uh, condolences to the family, and not only the family, but uh, to the rest of the footballing uh, fraternity that I know everybody has heard, including our Kofi fans themselves. So we've lost. So that uh, has lost indeed one of the best footballers of, 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 our, of our time. So very sad morning indeed. It certainly is. Um, Clive, Asian markets are raised as optimism is raised by financial health test in the Eurozone. Yeah, you know, everybody, Sakina, so talking about this health, uh, financial health test. And the banks, obviously, most of them did pass, uh, but they were worried about this 25 that failed. I wouldn't be too concerned about that. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be concerned if, if we had more than 25. But at the moment, if you look at the policy, you have to remember in recent years, we've, it was in the last five years, these banks have been trying to recover. So the Asian markets took a storm off of that, and they rose uh, uh, early hours of this morning. Uh, we saw the uh, MSCI Asia Pacific Index go up by 0.5%. Um, did you hear you mention that they were mixed? Yes, they were. But at the moment, they, they are slightly just above, as you can see, 05 uh, it's not a lot, but we, it is welcomed as a positive as well. So that game that you, you that, that trade uh, chain that you're talking about between Hong Kong and Shanghai, and by the way, it's Shanghai, it's not Songarai, no, Shanghai. So the the, the the connection there is still very, very much uh, uh, in doubt. And if it does continue to be that way, Sakina, you might find that the Chinese stocks finish in the negative. And uh, I see Mario Draghi has uh, set stimulus pace for the ECB. Tell us about that. Let me quickly just try and explain this as, as, as simple as possible. So we are expecting uh, investors will be handed a clue today. Will be handed a clue uh, today uh, in, in, to just how aggressive Mario Draghi is willing to be. Uh, later on this afternoon uh, in, in, in Europe, will be revealed the spend on the, on the covered bonds. Now, what are these covered bonds? Remember, when you do stimulus, one of the things that you do is, is, is bond purchasing. We saw this happen with what we call uh, QE or qualitative easing, and that's what banks necessarily do to try and curb the economy or try and help the economy to gain some strength. So he has to give clarity today. These are the three words that everybody knows me for. I always mention that when he speaks, we must have one clarity that must be there. We must have insight of what they're going to be doing, what are they planning to do, and how much are they willing to spend. And the third and last one is always be as transparent as possible so that it is not uh, unclear to people what it is that the Eurozone is trying to achieve. So the central bank bought at least 800 million euros or 1 billion worth of assets uh, from Portugal to Germany in three days since the program began in, on the 20th of October. So we want to see what the balance sheet looks like so that the institutions that are involved can give us a signaling if Europe is really turning around and it's coming, it's coming to be a right and it's going to be out of this recession uh, at, 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 at least for a longer period than just a couple of years. And then just looking at China very quickly, Clive, uh, Chinese mixed economic data uh, starting to have an effect on investor confidence there, it would seem. Yeah, we spoke about this. You remember we said that when they started, they said they're going to re-evaluate their GDP. Mm. They took it down to 7.5. And then we saw in the last couple of months, in the last 
two quarters. Uh, they've not hit the mark as we were expecting them to. And now it is expected that they might not finish on that 7.5, Sakina, uh, that they have put themselves up against. So now what the problem is is that investors take numbers very seriously. Remember when we said they were meeting last week for the, uh, the, the, the plenum, that they were, they were supposed to tell us if they're going to do a range targeting or are they still going to go for a set number target. So when you say 7.5, it is very easy to get sideline because if you get 7.4, for example, that's a decline. But if you had it expressed like, you know, between 7 and uh, 7.5, and, and then whatever you get in that between, in between that, then that people still take that as the actual number. And it doesn't normally uh, put uh, the economy on a, uh, a tremendous amount of stress. So what's happening now is investors are, are starting to calculate China differently, and they're pulling some of their assets out of China and buying uh, within the other Asian markets that look more attractive. So this is not good for China, and I'm hoping that, that when we hear the minutes on Thursday about what happened at the Pilnum, that they might give us more clarity with regards to what they plan to do to curb this particular risk that they face of going below 7.5% GDP number for the year.